So, um, yeah, we we um, we left at a rather dramatic moment. Mark having almost slipped to a nasty fall from the slick, wet roof of this um, of Saint Barnabé's Church in Paris. He clambered back up, and he saw what was making that large thumping noise. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a cross between a nightmarish cross between a six-winged turkey, a porcupine, and a and a mosquito. <laughs> I suppose I don't know how to really describe this thing. It's it's it seemingly has an eyeless head. It's it's big kind of scissor-like jaws have got spikes on the end. Um, it's spindly skeletal legs. Nevertheless, a strong and a clamping on to the cross at the top of St. Barnabé's church. And it flexes its wings and swoops down towards Mark with its jaws outstretched. And I think we will all have to look at our dexterities <laughs> to see who can act first. 80. You're 80. Oh, you're quick. Uh, 50. 45. Okay, so well, that in a way that makes perfect sense because uh, I think the two of you, uh, so William and Jenny, who are on the on the street level looking up at at this, you probably haven't even seen this thing yet in a way because it's kind of obscured by the edge of the church. Mm-hmm. But as as it hoves into view, you 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 scarcely can can um can believe what you are seeing i mean you've you've seen plenty of things before but the, this this is out in the streets of paris it's it's it seems to be just you know flying around the rooftops and it's descended upon you and of course of course the first thing you all need to do is make a sanity roll of course of course jenny makes it mark fails oh god and william fails Okay, this could get interesting. Not a good beginning. <laughs> this could get interesting right from the off. <laughs> Jenny, you just lose one point of sanity. Um, perhaps you just think it's a, an oversized vulture. <laughs> a really oversized vulture. Um, William and Mark, you are both um, just about clinging on <laughs> to the edge of your... Uh, to the edge of reason. Um... So, Mark, you can act first. What you do is this thing comes, comes, um, you know, almost gliding in at you. Um, How large is it exactly compared to my body size? Is it, is it like much bigger than me or about my size? It's only maybe um, a couple of feet taller than you. It's probably about eight feet tall. It's not. It's not like, a, you know, like a dragon or something. This. It's. It's just like a really. Maybe it's like a really big. Um, like. You know, one of those prehistoric bird-sized things um, as it comes flying in. Okay, well, I was going. I had other things planned, but I think if it's that big, I'm going to uh, pull my revolver out of my from behind my uh, my shirt. You know, it's tucked in the back of my pants, and mm-hmm. I'll take a, take a shot. Okay. Um, do you want to fire three times? Uh, do you kind of want to wait until it's right on you and fire three times, or do you want to shoot it with a with a more steady aim just once? You know, with my military training, you know, and my and my steady nerves, <laughs> I will wait until it's close enough, and I'll take three shots. Okay, so you can roll uh, without without disadvantage. So just roll three times normally. Ooh, 
Ooh, wow. Nice. Okay, um, I will ask you that question that I always ask. On the first one, would you like to turn that into an impale, like a critical hit? Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> okay, um, and your revolver does a D10, goodness me. So, um, your first bullet slams into its, into its broad chest. So this creature has a thick hide, and although, you know, normally that kind of accuracy would take down any, you know, you, you, you've gone for, I guess, the central mass, it would at least have some stopping power, but, but its armor, its thick hide, seems to have protected it somewhat from the wound. Um, and, and the second and the third shots are really just graze it, um, hardly doing any damage at all. But the, f the first shot was a good shot, and it's definitely bleeding heavily from it. But um, not enough to stop it swooping in at you. And its, and it's big, vice-like um, hooked jaws is trying to kind of clamp them down on, on you. Its, its jaws clamp around you and does three damage. So it's... It's weird because you'd th you're expecting it to kind of almost feel your bones crunching and breaking under under the under the impact of this thing as it comes kind of clamping in on your on the soft flesh around your the top of your chest and maybe your shoulder. But what you realize is it's kind of inserted these long tubular teeth into you, Ugh. and it's sucking your blood <laughs> out. <laughs> you can feel the the pump, pumping, pulsing blood kind of draining up really rapidly into, into this creature's maw. And, 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 and you're actually gonna, you're actually gonna lose some strength from this. Quite a lot of strength. So be ready, Mark. Oh, wow. That was a very lucky roll, my friend. <laughs> so you only lose eight strength. That could have been th up to 30. As you can see, it was a 3D10. I rolled an eight. So um, maybe it didn't get quite as good a clamp on you, or maybe only a two of its tubular, almost steel rod-like teeth um, are inserted into you, and, and it's sucking and sucking. Well, I, I don't think I have a choice. I, I think I have to try to... I think I have to try to help Mark, and the only way I know how to do that is to shoot at the creature. Mm. So. so so from where you are, technically you'll have two penalties. Would I um, have less if I ran to the other side for this turn? Yeah, if you if you run to the other side of the street and then turn around, swivel around, you will get, you'll only get one penalty because it won't be obscured by, by the edge of the roof. All right. So narrate what you, what you do then, Jenny. I see Mark... And I see the thing kind of latch onto him and land on the roof. And I will just yell, Mark, darling, hang on. And I, I, I start running <laughs> to the other side of the street where I think I can get a better vantage. Hmm. I, I, think, I think it's rather hanging on to him. Right. You think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you run across. Um, yes. You steady your aim. Wow, well... You, you do get a hard success um, as you fire at it. You seem to catch it really, um, really well on the side of its neck. Blood comes gushing out. It screams and opens its jaws, and it looks ready to flee. It, it looks like it's, it's, it's taken on more than it, thought, more than it can handle with, with the three of you. But, William, you still do have an action. Um, 
if you want to try and finish this thing off, of course. Well, now I don't carry a firearm, mm. uh, so I'm, I position myself uh, below Mark uh, to try to catch him. Uh, you know, yes. if he falls. Um, I remember I was looking around for a ladder or something, but I doubt there's anything I can really lob at this creature. You, since Mark Mark does go first before the monster, I'm going to hold my action and I'm just going to wait for Mark to drop and uh, catch him, you know, to break his fall. Okay. So, Mark, the... the um... The combination of your pumping three rounds into this thing and and Jenny taking a crack shot from the other side of the street and and um, possibly possibly severing an artery in this thing's neck as as hot black blood comes gushing over you possibly some of your own blood mixed in there as well from it might be a I had that red thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it lets go of you, and, it, and, it, and it's kind of scrambling, tra- scrambling backwards up the roof, getting its wings ready to fly off. What are you doing? I'd like to try and tackle it, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> tackle it. And if I've still got my gun in my hand, maybe you know, get another shot into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, the brave man, the, the brave soldier. Yeah, you never let an, uh, a wounded enemy retreat. Not, not one as dangerous as this. I guess that's your military training kicking in. Um, So you scramble upwards and you try and grab onto its skeletal leg as it starts lifting off. Um, And then you're able to fire upwards three times into its hideous um, serpentine body. So you can make three shots. Hit. Wow. Hit. Wow. Okay. And... You must have got it in a vital organ because the thing lets out this hideous ear-splitting shriek and then it just tumbles sideways and flops heavily onto the roof and it lies there twitching and and breathing its last. I'll walk over and kick it. (laughs) (laughs) Suck my blood, will you? (laughs) Um, And you are starting to feel a bit kind of faint now from from the blood loss um i mean it didn't get too much out of you but yeah i'm making my way back over towards william and yell and went mark mark darling are you all right i'm fine i i i don't know what this thing is no um you notice the smell coming off it as well it sort of smells it's got this kind of sharp almost ammonia like smell coming off it um, and you notice, and you see that it doesn't really have any eyes. It's got this kind of weird shell-like symmetrical beak, and and its its skin, the pale, sallow, white skin, seems almost almost blubbery, and 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 kind of um, like a sea mammal or something. It really is just. It seems to be cobbled together from different parts of, of other creatures. <laughs> I'd like to uh, I'll say to Jenny and uh, William, I'll say, look out, and I'll like to maybe nudge it so it rolls off the rooftop. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, you, it's more than a nudge. This thing is heavy. It's, this, this thing probably weighs 250 pounds. But because it's on the sloping, like um, slightly rain-slicked roof, you, um, you, you kind of give it a good kick, and the thing just slides down, and then boof, with a heavy thump, it falls to the to the Parisian pavement below. 
and Mark will sit down on the roof, you know, breathing heavily, and he'll uh, reload his his revolver. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, guys, you have um, you have this thing there lying on the pavement. Uh, I think I think it's been quite an arrival in Paris, really. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know, William. What do you think? Do, should we? Well, Take a Miss, sample uh, or something? I'm no expert in French ornithology, but uh, <laughs> I doubt this is uh, native to the city. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what any kind of sample, what good any kind of sample is going to do us. Um, can, can you uh, remind us um, what was um, said about these creatures? in the uh in the church i remember reading something oh about yeah them. it was kind of vague i mean it basically okay. described them as vultures and that they plucketh out the liver of saint barnabas and held it aloft in their in their beaks um and that, that they were at like eight feet tall but it, it didn't say much else okay um you know this 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 appears to be some kind of uh uh unholy uh monster i mean if you want to take some kind of trophy off of it uh <laughs> be my guess but I, I don't think this is i'm not sure this is gonna uh, i don't know like like how how big would be like uh i see it's like covered in quills or pinions yeah um, i mean they're kind of um somewhere between feathers and and, and quills yeah Okay, maybe I'll grab a couple of those, try to work them off with my knife, uh, just just in case we have the opportunity to show this to an expert. Indeed. I mean, they might make a nice sort of decoration for a, for a mask, from a masked ball or something, if you ever have the opportunity. <laughs> Jenny, you need a new hat pin? <laughs> I actually will take one, William. I'll take I'll take one sample there. Yes. Okay. Did you... Did you say where Mark, where the, where the thing attached to Mark and was drawing blood from? What part of his body? Uh, yeah, it was like the upper chest area. Um, and, and it is, um, obviously, you were wounded. Not terribly badly. Maybe it didn't quite get a deep grip on you. But you've got some puncture marks now in your upper chest. Well, Mark reloads his revolver and tucks it away and pulls a handkerchief out of his inside jacket pocket and pushes it to his wounds. Mm, mm tries to collect himself before he attempts to climb back down. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, you will have to make uh, another climb roll on the way down. <laughs> or maybe maybe you can find an easier access way down if you if you look around. It's up to you. Is is there any way for uh, for me to aid him? You know, I was looking for a ladder, but maybe yeah. I can find something just like a pole or something where I can, you know, yeah, steady it and... Mm. To so, say, yeah, we need to assist Mark with getting down. Yeah, can. yeah. Maybe you can like push some some bins underneath where he's going to be dropping down. So even if he falls, he'll kind of land. He won't. He won't be as far a fall. Or uh, maybe there's. A, you know what? Maybe there's a there's like a, a coal cart or something nearby, an empty cart, and you can push that underneath. So so even if he drops, he won't. He won't be too too hurt. Okay. Yeah. yeah we can do that. Okay, cool. Or, Mark, just land on the creature, darling. It'll break your fall. <laughs> yeah, with those spikes sticking up out of it. Right. I saw that thing. That would be my luck to land on the pointy bits. Maybe, maybe it was touch and go at one point. Maybe you slipped at one point, just caught yourself, and then you lower yourself onto the onto the um, 
cart and you are there looking at this vile thing you could swear that something odd is happening to it after you plucked out those feathers though it seems seems like as you're looking at it it seems like after a few seconds you can slightly see the pavement um through it does anyone else see this but, well, I, I reach my pocket and pull out the pinions that I plucked from it. Uh, is the same thing happening to those? Yeah, they're, they're sort of, you can almost see your hand, like, very faintly through them, as if it's going slightly transparent. I wish I had a camera. And then, as the seconds pass, it gets more and more faint. And then eventually it just just seems to phase out of reality until it's just it's just gone. The only thing left to remind you of it are those four puncture wounds in your chest, Mark. You guys saw that thing, right? I wasn't imagining it. No, it was. Uh, I saw it. I'd say that uh, that nasty wound in your in your chest uh, uh, is pretty fair evidence that it it was indeed here. I'm beginning to doubt myself these days, so I'm just not so sure. No, I I shot it. Something. I I don't think it was you, darling. I think it was a creature. Well, thank you for your assistance. So, Jenny, uh, it is only a ten-minute walk back to your apartment. Um, yes. So maybe, uh, maybe you uh, do want to retire for the night after the troubles that you've had. I think we should. I think we should definitely go back to the apartment, regroup, and maybe in the morning we can go to the theatre district and start to investigate more about Nigel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could definitely use a shower. Did you smell that thing? <laughs> yes. I think you could use a shower, yes. Because of the thing smell. That's That's the reason. No other reason. Yeah, you gotta wash out that wound for sure. I'd yep. be worried about septic. I've had worse. So we will. I'll start to lead them back to my apartment. Okay, so you walk the streets of Paris, just wondering whether anything you saw was real. And the beauty of the night is 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 there all around you. And the rains have ceased ceased a, a few hours ago, and the and the streets are, are kind of moist and glistening and reflecting the moonlight. Um, the sounds and smells of Paris waft over you. Um, now, if you recall, there is someone staying in your apartment. <laughs> yeah, your friend. Uh, yeah, that's right. And we have to figure out who that is. Have you? Has anyone got an idea who this or who this person could be? Who would this person be? We don't need a name yet, but but at least who who would they be? Would they be in the in the arts? Would they be um, an old friend of yours, a school friend maybe? Someone yeah, I was going to say I think a boarding school um, boarding school friend. Swiss, Swiss finishing school exactly. Okay, and what's what would I think it's a girl then? I think it's a female. So so what would yes. her name be? Um, let mm-hmm. me think. Um, Penelope. Penelope. Is Love she? It. I think she might be British. I think that would be good. Like quite posh. Quite Quite, posh, yes. Quite posh and quite sort of matter of fact and, you know, doesn't believe in any kind of nonsense, yes? Yes. (laughs) I think that would be good. 
<laughs> right. So, um, Penelope um, Fanshawe. Ooh, oh, I'm going to write that down. That's nice. Penelope, Penelope Fanshawe. Fanshawe. So, um, you walk the 10 minutes back to your apartment. Um, it's in this beautiful five-story, um, like, neoclassical building, like those amazing, like, Parisian apartments with mm-hmm. almost have these Greek Grecian kind of feels with with like pillars and angels carved into the outside and but but modern by by today's standards as well just this beautiful mixture of of ancient classicism and, and, and modern conveniences like elevators and electric lights and and a, and a proper coal chute and I forgot how much I loved Paris <laughs> um, and of course um like all uh, great Parisian apartment buildings, there, there's a, a porter there, day and night. And as, you, as you're approaching the doors, you swear you can all, all of you, just very faintly, but coming from some other direction, not the direction you came, coming from somewhere else, you can hear that organ music, you swear, those weird, discordant, but somehow beautiful notes, just drifting over mixed in with the other sounds of 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 Paris at night. Is everyone quite all right? I seem to be hearing things. I just uh I just can't get can't wait to get back to the apartment there, bro. <laughs> okay. This uh I tell you the smell of that creature, bro. It's uh it's, it's kind of haunting and uh I don't know what we saw tonight, but uh, the streets of Paris are not quite to my liking. Mark will pull his jacket clothes over the wounds to hide the blood. Mm, mm. So, Jenny, you, you, these apartments have a nice little interior courtyard garden at the back, of course. So, so, okay. so, so William can do a bit of gardening tomorrow if he wants. <laughs> to keep up the ruse, I think you might have to. You might have to, yes. Now you're going to have to go dig some holes, William. <laughs> so a few minutes later, you're outside that familiar and comforting door of your apartment. I guess it's 23B. B. I was just about to say B. Yep, 23B. <laughs> great minds, darling. Great minds. <laughs> of course. Um, and, um, and the door opens. And Penelope, this... Um, Rather, um, rather pale, scrawny, but quite pretty young woman. Um, this very good friend of yours. You've known her for twenty years. She goes, mm-hmm. "Oh, Jenny, darling! Oh, how absolutely <laughs> splendid to see you!" And she gives her this huge hug. <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm. I'm ever so excited to see you as well, darling. And I'll hug her back. Ever so excited. Oh, oh, why didn't you call? Why didn't you tell me you were coming? Oh, oh, such a wonderful surprise. I suppose it is better to have a great surprise than to anticipate something and then to be disappointed. Well, it was a rather a last-minute trip, and I, I didn't have time to send you a, a telegram. Oh, well, uh, I understand. Oh, and who are these strapping young men? <laughs> um, this, these are my, they are friends of mine. I, I've met them in Arkham. This is William. He's a actor. Oh, an <laughs> and actor. This, yes. I, uh, I flatter myself that, uh, you know, I have graced the stage uh, 
uh, on several occasions, uh, Miss. And may I, I say, it's a real honor to meet a woman of your uh, character. Uh, uh, <laughs> beg your pardon, Miss. Um, she leans uh, into you and says, "He is a bit of the a bit of the old rough, isn't he, Jenny?" Well, I think he's a bit method, you know. He stays. I think his latest character was some sort of grave digger, so he he tends to try to stay in character. <laughs> oh, oh, quite Shakespearean, yeah. right? The the grave digger in uh, in Hamlet, uh, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, goodness me! Hey. Oh, well, and and who is this rather somber looking? Is that is that blood? Are you okay, sir? Would you? What's what's going on, Jenny? Your friend looks looks wounded. Well, well, this is this is Mark. Uh, he he was a soldier, and now he he's a friend of mine. And and he, we we did have a bit of a scuffle with, uh, some Ruffier. street toughs. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, you have to and, be careful in certain yes. parts of Paris. You do know that there's scoundrels and ruffians. Around. Well, it's it's gotten much much worse since the last time I was here. <laughs> much worse, trust me on that. <laughs> and um, Mark was was helping to defend William and I, so I do need to come oh, in and, come if in, you don't mind, in. and clean him up. Oh, come in, of course, come in, come in, come, in, my dear, my dear. Oh, I'll go and put I'll go and put the kettle on. Um, uh, I'll make some tea and coffee. Would you Would you like some brandy, Mark? I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I haven't introduced myself. I'm Penelope Fanshawe. Mark will take his right hand and kind of look at it and kind of wipe it on his jacket, you know, and he'll take he'll take Penelope's hand and say, pleasure to meet you, Miss Penelope. <laughs> and oh. I would love something strong to drink. Oh, oh come in, come in, come in. Oh, I've, I've got a full drinks cabinet. Uh, Jenny was very generous in, in, in donating her remaining bottles of, of uh, King Louis the Fourteenth brandy. Um, nice. I, I've supplemented it with some, some proper drinks. <laughs> she says, getting out the gin and the whiskey. <laughs> I will definitely have a splash of whatever in my tea, darling. Thank you. Okay, now, you must tell me absolutely everything. How did you... Why are you back? I thought you were planning to make to, to make um, uh, New York your home. Um, I was, but I've had some family troubles, and I oh. uh, my my sister has gone gone missing. You see, oh, Isabel, you remember not Isabel? Izzy. Oh, not Izzy. Yes. Of course, I remember. Dear sweet Izzy, she was always getting into into all kinds of scrapes, wasn't she? What what's she done now? Well, it seems she got in with some rather nasty types that um, operate in the theater district, both in Arkham and New York and in Paris. So we've come to Paris to kind of, you remember um, our theater friends? Oh, uh, I was I talking did. to Jeremy Stratton back in Arkham, and he was telling me about um, a Nigel Engram that has come to the theater district here that might know something. Really? About where Isabel is. How intriguing! This sounds like a like a Conan Doyle story from yeah. from the from the from the periodicals. Goodness me! Yes, I I it, I assure you, it's quite true. Um, yeah, I can absolutely guarantee you wouldn't believe you if I told you wouldn't believe me if I told you the, of the things I've seen <laughs> investigating this. But really, we are here to make some enquiries around the theatre. District. Do you know anybody there who might be able to help ah. us? I, I've been out of Paris for, for some time. Well, yes, of course. I 
I, I, I know everyone in this city. Oh, at least anyone worth knowing, she says, <laughs> rather snobbily, um, especially in the arts. I, I, I so admire the, the bravery and boldness of the, of the French artists, so much more progressive and forward-thinking than, our, than my fellow countrymen. And yours, to be honest, <laughs> she says. Uh, yes, have you seen the work of this Picasso chap? <gasps> Indeed, I have. Quite the scandal at the Salon, I have to say. <sighs> yes, yes, but uh, a remarkable young man. Yes, yes. Quite a looker, too. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, even though he is a Spaniard. Well, he, well, he says he's French, one... but he's actually a Spaniard. Well, one, one can't help their origins, I suppose. <laughs> she, yeah, she's um, she's a, she's super snobby, of course. Um, yeah, and and and, uh, and and all that. But um, Jenny's kind of playing along to. Yeah, <laughs> she, yes. I did bring two hulking men into her yeah, apartment. He <laughs> said, "So, um, where are you all going to be staying?" Unfortunately, darling, I think we're going to have to. To stay with you for, if you don't mind, for a few days. Oh. I know it's quite oh. small, but we can figure things out, yeah, I'm sure. I, I suppose so. I mean, there are only two bedrooms there, and I did rather make myself at home in, in, in the master bedroom, she says with sort of doe eyes at you. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I do need, you know, I do need my beauty sleep, and... You know, occasionally uh, I do need to rush to the bathroom in the middle of the night. You know my little problem. Oh, is that still a thing? <gasps> yes, it is, sadly, she says. <laughs> um, Mark, William, would you mind sleeping in the in the parlour here? I certainly have no problem sleeping on the floor. <laughs> uh, Mark and I can share the parlour with a bottle of whiskey, I'm sure. <laughs> um... Uh, Penelope says, "Oh no, don't be silly. We have a pull-out sofa and a chaise lounge. You'll be, you'll be perfectly comfortable. We'll bring you some extra blankets and and and, and everything." I'd actually really like to use the uh, the shower if it's possible. Oh, of course, darling. We get you cleaned up. Yes. <laughs> oh yes, the ban, the ban, Yes. Uh, well, uh, why don't you go make yourselves comfortable in the shower and uh, clean yourselves up? We'll we'll get the drinks ready. So, <laughs> that, that lovely scene aside, uh, so you, you, you kind of settle yourselves in, you have your showers, you have a few drinks, um, and um, it is a lovely apartment, actually. It, it's not, like, super small. It's, it's small for four people to stay in separate, you know. Uh, but um, uh, I think Penelope kind of... Um, uh, wheedles her way into keeping the master bedroom because mm-hmm. <laughs> all her stuff is there and it'd be just too much bother to move it all. And <laughs> all we did, so, well, we did kind of come in on on you very very suddenly. So yeah, yes, of course. Um, so you you're going to take the spare room. Which, I'll take the spare room. Yes, which is perfectly beautiful. Um, and as you're all settling in for the night, um, I think I think I'd like all three of you to make a spot hidden roll. Oh, Mark. <laughs> how, do you, how do you fumble that? Uh, you, well, you think you're blind again? There's always a way. The man's, Ma- the man's Ma- in a lot of pain. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say because of your He's drunk. Because yeah, because you drank a bit too much, and because 
because of, of your blood. traumatic events of, of that evening, I'll say you get a touch of that blindness back. I mean, it may be, maybe it's just very <laughs> fleeting, but it does freak you out a bit. And it's like, because you realize this is just on the edge of, you know, that it's still there, this thing. And maybe you, you just experience it on your own and don't say anything to anyone, but it's up to you to, to react how you wish. Yeah, I think if if that happens, he would just kind of drink himself into a, a stupor and go to sleep. Mm, mm. I mean, it it does pass pretty quickly, but um, but Jenny and William, maybe you're both, um, maybe you're, um, maybe Jenny, you're pointing at because you've got a lovely view of the city from where you are. Maybe you're you're pointing some of the the lovely things out to William. Would that would that be nice? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's um. There's that's the um. That's uh, Notre Dame Cathedral, mm-hmm. and uh, what's around there? Uh, I think you can see the Louvre. Yes, yes. <laughs> the Louvre. Um, you can also see uh, the famous uh, Opera Garnier as well. Um, oh yes, the Paris Opera House. Yes, and 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 also Probably a little bit further out. I mean, beautiful, but. And maybe this is per- will, this will interest William. You you also point out the the famous Père Lachaise Cemetery. Um, oh yes, the, the one of the most uh. grand garden cemeteries in the world with its amazing mausoleums and and t- twisting stone paths. A beautiful. Well, the Arkham Cemetery certainly can't uh, can't take a shine to that one. Oh boy. But uh, and, but really, I mean, I'm I'm more interested in that theater district. I I can't wait. I've heard all the stories. Oh the, yes, the Paris Opera House is gorgeous, darling. It has a grand marble staircase. Oh, it's it's absolutely fabulous. You you will love it. I promise. Mm. And as you're pointing out, you both swear that you saw a large flying shape, kind of fly behind the Notre Dame. And then disappear out of sight. I grab William's arm. Did you, did you see that? Jenny, stay behind me. If that thing comes anywhere near this apartment, uh, maybe I should uh, go down to Jacques and uh, see where he is with that shovel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's not that far away. It's only a couple of miles to Notre Dame, and maybe maybe you just get really kind of freaked out by seeing this 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 thing again. Hmm. I don't, William. We should maybe we should go inside. I don't know if the balcony is a safe place for us at this right now. Mm-hmm. Jenny, I think you're right. I think you're right. Let's uh, let's get inside here. And uh, you know, uh, I don't know about these uh, these French scissor beak vultures, but uh, I'm uh, I didn't think it was that uh, that perilous here in the city. I they were I can assure you, darling, they were not here the last time I stayed in in Paris. Okay, I think so they are related to whatever's going on with the theater. Okay, so you close the windows and and tightly lock them. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to draw the curtains as well? <laughs> I guess you do. I do. Jenny uh, does. Yeah, she's scared. I do not actually. As as Mark is kind of passed out there, uh, okay. I want to leave the uh, window open. I'm going to sit up with that bottle of whiskey, just kind of mm. sipping it and staring out the window to see if anything gets closer. Okay. So what you sit guard. Um, everyone else eventually manages to get to sleep, especially Mark, who's just exhausted and he's flat out. And every once in a while, you swear you can hear that cry again. Maybe even more than one. 
William, maybe even more than one. And at one point, you're sure you hear the scratch of a claw up high on the roof, up above. And you're just unable to sleep. I mean, you're, you're just so tense. So tense. And, you, you know, you've got, you've got your shovel. <laughs> your shovel ready. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but... Jenny probably tossed and turned a lot in her mm, sleep. She, mm. she was pretty freaked out by seeing the vulture again. But eventually, so. those haunting cries that occasionally um, echoed across the deserted streets of Paris, they, they turn to the sweet song of birds, and an orange tint slowly spreads across the sky as the creatures of the night shrink back into darkness. And you're exhausted, William, but but you have seen the night out and protected your friends. But morning comes, and with it, a... <laughs> sorry, go on, William. Oh no, I was just going to say, all right, maybe I'll uh, try to get a couple hours of sleep, um, but then maybe not. Probably finish the bottle of whiskey, and uh, now he's going to start making coffee and just power mm-hmm. through. Yeah, I think that's the only way. I, I think you were just too tense to sleep. Um, the good news is that, Mark, with your night of rest, which which was gifted to you, I suppose, by William, uh, you you can get both... Um, you get both get um, a hit point... Is it a hit? You get two hit points back. Okay. And you can roll a d10 and add five, and that's how many strength points you get back as your blood replenishes. So you get all your strength back, um, and you get two hit points back. So you're feeling much, much better after that. After yeah, that. I'm, I'm only one hit point below regular, so... Yeah. I mean, it must have really... It must have missed uh, any of your main arteries or anything like that, and um, the wound is actually has actually healed up rather quicker than you might have expected. Maybe the... The insertions were very thin and very shallow, but uh, you definitely don't want to be. Yeah, it's this Parisian air. Mm, mm. And then Jacques, of course, turns up with a box of beautiful pan au chocolat, almond croissant, um, some lovely pots of jam, some freshly churned butter, um, and uh, and of course Penelope just turns her nose up at it. Hey, dude, eat this foreign muck. <laughs> Oh, if you are missing out, Penelope, they are delicious, darling. If I wanted to eat so much flaky, buttery pastry, I would, but then I wouldn't be able to look after my figure, would I? I mean, I can see you've put on a few pounds, Jenny, since we last saw Ouch! <laughs> uh, Mark, maybe we should step outside. <laughs> William, you look a little, little tired. Did you stay up all night? I did. I couldn't sleep a wink. Couldn't sleep a wink. You know, uh, and uh, Jenny, I do apologize for this bottle of whiskey. Uh, uh, very nice stuff. Uh, uh, I promise I'll, I'll, I'll repay you for it. Oh, please, William. You've you've been nothing but um, a kind and, and helpful friend to me. Take it with my compliments. Well, um, I do but- appreciate that. <clears throat> but I so do there's... stare daggers at Penelope, like <laughs> course, total death stare. At Penelope, and I kind of like 
reached into my purse and be like, just touching my gun a little bit. Like, mm, I'm not going to pull it out. I'm not going to pull it out. But I am like, you know, so, I could just wing her. <laughs> so she, of course, has no idea that you've become an adventurous right. an investigator. Yeah. She thinks you're just another finishing school girl like her, you know. And she says, so, Jenny, I've got it all planned. Um, you'll let the boys go off and do whatever they want to do. You and me, we're going to the salon. We're going to get our hair done, our nails done. We're going to go shopping. We're going to go to the Champs-Élysées. I know a wonderful couturier there. Get you out of these awful clothes you're wearing get you into something decent and um and then we will uh, go for tea and um there is a ball tonight i know the marquis the jorablim and uh <laughs> and uh, what was that uh, <laughs> i can't pronounce his name he's got a terrible french unpronounceable french name uh, and and um yes and that i've got it all planned how does that sound jenny um but does the ball have... I, I really need to get to the theatre district. Um, oh, let does the, the boys ball... do that. You and me, girls on the town. What, what, you don't want to worry yourself with all this thinking business. <laughs> I am trying to find my sister, but I suppose <sighs> one day of pampering couldn't hurt. And she says wist, wistfully. What do you think, William and Mark? <laughs> Mark is just quietly and... In... As sneakily as possible, sliding all the pan on chocolate into his pockets of his jacket as he can. <laughs> He's got like bulging. <laughs> oh, wonderful, wonderful. Mark, William's got his finger in the Marmite jar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll ask Penelope, this Marquis, does he have connections in the theater district? Well, I... I, I, I don't know exactly. It might might be worth coming along. Um, but Where is the know, ball? I, I, do you think it's proper for a, a young lady, especially one from uh, one from Gen- from the Geneva School of, of of refinement, to be 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 walking around town acting like some kind of low rent private investigator? Low rent. Well, I Lo- don't know what I mean. Uh, Penelope, uh, I, I don't, Penelope, uh, Jenny, uh, if you don't mind, Penelope, uh, I don't know if your uh, wits are keen enough uh, to, to allow you to understand that your remarks are kind of offensive to, to me and to my employer. Uh, oh, oh, oh uh, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> sorry, low rent, and she kind of grabs Penelope's, like, well, she dressed, you know, her... her the lapel of her shirt, whatever she's wearing. Don't, you will not speak to me that way. I have let you live in my apartment. My sister is missing. These gentlemen have been nothing but kind to me. Oh, you will not call me low rent again. Oh, Jenny, Jenny, I didn't mean anything by it. Oh, you know me. I'm always running off the mouth. <laughs> she starts sobbing a bit. And, okay. and, and actually, I, I think what's interesting is that maybe that was the old power dynamic. Like she used to kind of, maybe bully you a little bit or mm-hmm. at least be a little bit like superior but now you've seen and done so much that you're a different woman entirely De- definitely and yeah. yes um so i will kind of release her and pat <laughs> and she's looking really shocked she says, okay 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 jenny i i i, I would say i would say another word um, uh, if there's anything you need me to do I, I, I'll, I'll help i'll help i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry sir i'm sorry uh, mr yorick uh, mr harrington I, I, I don't know. I, I, 
I'm a silly person, aren't I? I know. And uh, it's it's all right, darling. I I I have been through quite a bit since we last saw each other, and I kind of pet you know smooth down her where I grabbed her <laughs> her shirt, and I'll say, but I do need to have a connection. Your the name of um, someone I can speak to in the theater district, and maybe when this is all over, we can go for that girls' day. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> She's like looking scared of you now, and she says, "Look, I'll, I'll, I'll go make some phone calls. Why, why don't you go and do what you need to do? I'll make some phone calls, and we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll find this. It's Engram, is it? She writes down Nigel Engram. Yes, I, I think I've right. heard the name. I think I, I have. But l- let me check. Okay, okay. Um, and I think you can leave her there. Okay. <laughs> During this, Mark is just trying to look anywhere but at them, and he's got like flakes of pastry just coming and coming off his chin. You know. <laughs> Jenny Very will cool. delicately have a croissant with jam and um, mm. cream, and just eat it right in front of Penelope. Yeah. Yeah. You know yep. this. Uh, this marmite isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take it. Take it all. Take it all. I've got. I don't need it. Uh, maybe I'll try a croissant as well. She says, kind of picking one up, like between her fingers and looking at it very suspiciously. I say, well, when in Rome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, it's a little bit later then in the morning. Um, so what is your plan? She's um, Penelope is, is going to make some phone calls and try and find out if she can find anything about Nigel. Your your plan is to go to the um, to the theatre district, Yes. Yes, let's go. Let's go to the Opera des Garnier. Is that correct? Is that what the official yeah, name is? Well, I mean, as you know, um, you know, the opera, the opera crowd are a bit different from the theatre crowd. They're not necessarily the same people, oh, okay. obviously. So you probably want to head more. So there is a very famous theatre called the Grand Grand Guignol. You know that. Oh very, yes. Yes, that is the Le Theatre de Grand Guignol, and. And you know that it specializes in rather outre, rather rather um, transgressive types of types of plays. Um, um, specializes in in horror shows of a graphic nature and sometimes amoral. <laughs> um, and and it's amongst the smallest venues in Paris, but one of the most popular because obviously everyone likes to see a bit of blood and gore on the stage. Maybe maybe they they, they specialize in Titus Andronicus and Andronicus. Is that a right? Ooh. Titus Andronicus? Yeah, that's a pretty gruesome one. Um, yes, it is. Um, and uh, so maybe that might you know your 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 knowledge of the theatre world um, maybe gives you that uh, gives you that insight that maybe that's a good place to head. But I promise, William, before we leave Paris, we will see the Opera House. You must see it. It's it's amazing. Mm. Very well. I will enjoy that. Let's go. Okay, so you um, maybe you hail a cab or something. I suppose. Uh, Yes. Okay. That would probably be safer than walking the streets. Unless the cab driver turns out to be like you know a gentleman in a mask or something. God. I like okay. I like how Mark is uh, constantly looking up at the sky, and looking, for, <laughs> looking for dive bombers, and I just got to keep apologizing, saying, "Oh, he was in the service. He's he's uh, <laughs> yep. waiting for the airports." All whilst shoving pastry in his mouth. Excellent, excellent, and um, 
as you drive down the street, down the couple of blocks back, back, it kind of goes back towards the station before heading, heading um, into the centre to the Grand Guignol. You all can't help but realise that the Church of St Barnabé is no longer there on that street corner. Mm. It's just a small vegetable shop, greengrocer. Mm. So you know, our uh, our cab driver might be uh, familiar with the very familiar with the streets of Paris, right? Uh, you know, mm. I'll uh, I don't speak French, but I'll I'll ask him anyway. Uh, uh, Church of Saint Barnabé. He goes, quoi? Quoi? Uh, uh, Jenny, maybe... Uh, yeah. can, uh... <laughs> I don't know the French word for church in real life, but I, you can pretend Jenny does. Church of St. Barnabé. Wasn't there a church here Eglise, before? Eglise, isn't it? Eglise, yeah. Um, he says, uh, Madame, no, uh, there's no church. There's no St. Barnabé in Paris. No, 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 no. Uh, there's no such place. Never heard of it. Maybe really? on somewhere long, maybe somewhere far out in the suburbs. But here, no, not, no Saint Barnabé. Are you sure, Madame? It's possible I could have been misinformed. She says. I I think that is the case. No, 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 no Church of Saint Barnabé. Where where did you think it was, Madame? I thought it was here, where that um, that greengrocer stand. Is he kind of looks currently, and then he looks up in the in the in the mirror and looks back at you and says, "No, no, 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 Madame. Uh, there has always been this uh, greengrocer here, ever since uh, ever since before the war. No, 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 Madame. No." And then he just carries well, on driving. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, William, I don't. Uh, he doesn't appear to have ever heard of a church of Saint Barnaby in this location. He says out in the suburbs, possibly, but not not here in Paris. Well, after the things we've seen, uh, I kind of expected that answer, to tell you the truth. We must find the gate and close it, or I have a feeling things like this will continue to happen. Mm-hmm. So, about 40 minutes later, you, or half an hour, 40 minutes later, you you arrive in the teeming theatre district of, of Paris and there in all its grotesque gothic glory is the Grand Guignol the theatre Le Theatre de Grand Guignol it has this kind of arch over the top it's a it's a three-story um, square building with with arch with the words Théâtre du Grand Guignol painted um, above it um, there's a rather intriguing poster um, advertising their latest play. Well, there's a poster advertising just generally the Théâtre du Grand Guignol, and um, it shows this rather drugged-up-looking woman, probably naked, but you can't see much, and she's being embraced by a skeleton. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a fabulous image. You know, maybe my American sensibilities are uh, are too uh, are too uh, prudish to enjoy uh, par- Parisian theater, but uh, that does not seem appropriate. On the other side, there's a poster, um, and it and it and it says that the 
the new play about to be um, that that's running is the um, in French it's the Jouet de Folie, Jouet de Grande Folie, and and Jenny, you you translate that to the others. It means the play of great madness. The play of great madness, gentlemen. That is their I next think, production. I think we already saw that, didn't we? <laughs> Something very similar. I think so. I think you're right, William. I'd say we're definitely headed in the right direction. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, as this is uh, kind of, I guess, uh, around noon, a little before noon, um, maybe, uh, maybe we can, uh, knock on, uh, the door and maybe talk to, uh, an usher or a cleaner or maybe, uh, stagehands are setting up or something like that. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Andy, oh. is there anything unusual, like flying around in the sky? Or? <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing that you've seen. No, it's, it's, it's a lovely, it's a lovely sunny day. Um, no, no night terrors to come and haunt you. Now, I think you're all pretty sure that these things come at night. <laughs> that maybe, okay, that maybe not all of you will be getting good night's sleeps from now on. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I was, I was, I whispered to Mark, I, I say, uh, you know, last night I did see one of those things around that big church over there, the, the Notre Dame mm. church, the big one. Oh, really? Uh, I did. Yeah, I did see one last night flying around there. So keep your eyes to the to the. I don't know what would that be the west there. East. Well, I appreciate you letting me uh, letting me rest last night. I'll uh, I'll uh, help with uh, guard duty this evening. Well, let's let's see what happens today. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you knock on the um, big wooden doors of the Teatro du Grand Guignol. Um, I think you have to bang quite hard. It's a heavy wooden door. Um, okay, oh, was my <laughs> and bang, bang. after a while, um, you hear this sort of scraping sound, and then it sounds like someone like stepping up onto a box, <laughs> and then a slot opens, and this little old man looks through, and he says, "Yes." Oui. Where? Uh, bonjour, um, bon, Monsieur. Bonjour, Madame. How can I help you? What are you looking for? The theater is not open until tonight. Well, we were looking to speak with someone regarding the tonight's production of um, Jouer dans de grande folly. Folly. Oh, the play. Oh, it is a very bad one. A bad one? Do you mean like... Terrible. The, uh, what a and thing he holds his the, nose. He goes, a real a stinker. <laughs> Who's, um, may I ask? I, I, I'm just back into town and, I, and I'm very involved in the theatre district. May I ask, who, who's, who's the director and producer on the play? Uh, he gives you a couple of names that I can't make up right now because I can't think, but it, okay. it's not, not, not Nigel. Not, not, not Nigel. Nigel, okay. No. He oh. says, they are very bad. I prefer some of the others. 
these two, they make uh, very boring. Although they, there was a lady who took her, her shirt off. Mm. <laughs> oh, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, is there someone here we can talk to? I, I would like to try to talk to somebody in, in charge. No, there is only old Pascal here right now. Maybe you want to come back, return later. When when well, when, when will me. they get here? When when will those people get here to start to start opening for tonight's performance? Oh, oh they come. They're very, very lazy. Very lazy. They sleep until noon. They'd roll in here at two or three in the afternoon. Me, Pascal, I work from five in the morning until midnight. I sleep two hours. Then I get up. I have to make the coffee. I have to get down here, open up. <laughs> ah, my life is terrible, Monsieur, Madame, Madame, terrible. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> Jenny, um, could you maybe... See if he knows Nigel. Oh, sure. D darling, Pascal, do you oh, know yeah. someone by the name of Nigel Engram? Oh, bien sûr, bien sûr, madame. Monsieur Engram, the American. Yes, yes, he is American. Have, has he been involved in this in the, any plays recently? Oh, bien sûr, bien sûr. Yes, yes, of, of course. Uh... When was it? Uh, maybe six months, months ago. Yes, yes. He is a, he's a very nice man. He does not get up at, at 12 in the afternoon like these lazy bastards. <laughs> um, do you know where we could find him? Do you have his address? No, no, no. I, I don't know where, where he lives. But uh, maybe, maybe when these these nincompoops come, you can speak to them. Their their work is terrible, terrible. Say Mac, <laughs> say Mac. Uh, all right, well, I'm gonna need someone to translate here. But uh, uh, do you know where? Uh, if I know actors, uh, they're gonna be hanging out at a bar uh, during the <laughs> afternoon before the. Uh, the show starts. Uh, can you tell me the most likely place uh, around here that actors would be uh, uh, hanging out, like a, a bar or a pub? Oh, let me think. Let me think. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Where else would they be, these bastards? <laughs> at, uh, at Ari's bar, of course. Stupid bastards think they are Hemingway. <laughs> Harry's okay. I like that. Uh, also, uh, and I, I you know, uh, would you know a a good bookshop where I could purchase a copy of uh, of this play? The was it the Jouet Grand Poly? Um, I wish to to buy a script or uh, a copy of it. Uh, let me think. Let me think. Uh, Dark Mythos. Dark Mythos. Very famous. Dark Mythos <laughs> bookshop. Well, of course, it's called that. <laughs> uh, bien sûr, bien sûr. Um, so, 
he he's given you these two little leads harry's bar which did exist and is very famous um, and was somewhere with that, that Hemingway, I think, at least wrote about, if not actually went to. I think, I, I, yeah, I think I remember that. But yep. I'm pretty sure he did. I think there was Harry's bars everywhere in every, like, place Hemingway ever went. Um, so anyway, yes, the uh, Harry's Bar and uh, the Black Mythos bookshop in uh, Rue d'Orsay. I think uh, Hemingway was such a drunk that he just called every barkeep uh, <laughs> Harry. And then refer to it as Harry's bar. Probably. Okay, so Mark Mark's French isn't fantastic, but he'd say to Jenny, "Is it possible you could ask him maybe for a playbill from this play?" Mm. Ooh, good, good, good idea. I will ask Pascal. Do you have a a playbill or some sort of uh, pamphlet brochure brochure that says? Oh yes, um, oh, oh, oh yes, I. I I use them to stuff in the pigeon coop up on the roof. Um, and he, he, he gets a, a handful out. He says, yeah, take them. They're worth, worth nothing. And he, and, he gives you, and he gives you one. So you haven't seen any, uh, you haven't seen any large vultures sniffing around that pigeon coop, have you? What did he say, madame? Le vulture? Yeah, we, have you seen any uh, vultures? Vultures? I... Uh. <laughs> Madame, are you are you making a joke of Pascal? Vultures in Paris? I'd heard a rumor. No. Pigeon. We have the pigeon. Very big pigeon sometimes, but not vulture. Okay. Are well, you sure it wasn't a pigeon you saw? Oh, I didn't see a vulture. I just um, heard rumors that the, um, every, there were some very large birds flying over the cathedral. Um, a, a couple or last night, and I was wondering if you'd seen anything. No, no. Uh, Pascal never looks up, only down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should look up sometime. There's a there's a beautiful sky up there. <laughs> okay, we've got our. Pamphlets. I do not have time to look at the sky. I work eleven eleven hours. Uh, I I work sixteen hours a day. <laughs> Just like a Frenchman, always looking down on everything. <laughs> and, and you realize now that if the whole time he has been standing on a crate, he's only about, um, he's only about um, you know, four foot ten or something, and he's standing on a crate. Um, and, and then he, he climbs down and says, well, I haven't got time to face talking to you anymore. Goodbye. <laughs> he slams the Adieu. The he he gets he he uh, he le- he leaves you to your to your business and um, and uh, where where do you want to head? What do you think, William? Bookshop, bookshop, uh, or bar? Start, uh, the books bookshop is probably the one that's open now. The bar will probably be a little later. So why don't we head to the bookshop see if we can get a get our hands on a copy of this play and possibly a copy of uh, <laughs> that, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> What, exactly. could, what could go, go wrong? wrong? There's, there's immortal words of cool Cthulhu. Mark would like to look at the playbill and see if he, you know, any of them actually, you know, would recognize anybody that's in the. Yes, play. Jenny would definitely look to see if any of her old theater friends are in there. Um, I tell you what, you can make, you can make a luck roll then, Jenny. Wow. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, not only that, but um, 
you know that they you know that they live just just a few blocks away this 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 person whoever it is um i guess it might be a, a sebastian morrow maybe Ooh, nice yeah sebastian. sebastian sebastian morrow he's taking the lead role in the folie de grand uh, the the jouet de grande folie the play of great madness <laughs> sounds like a lovely little production really does hey, look at it Tonight, the part of the Porter Number Two was played by some guy named Rudolph Valentino. <laughs> you ever heard, heard about that? Yeah, just some up and coming. You know, probably, right. probably just another tryhard. You know, <laughs> I'm sure he's not a patch on you, William. I'm sure he's not a patch on you. Uh, maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll try my hand at. Uh, and, uh, you know, go out and uh, try for some of these French plays while I'm here. Okay, so um, you're going to head to the bookshop then? Are you, you, I guess you're all going to go together. or, uh, um, or do, do, you guys, do you guys want to go to the bookshop while I go visit Sebastian? Or should we stick together? I don't think splitting up is a great idea. Okay. I'll go to the bookstore with you then. Okay. All right. So I uh, head over to the, the bookshop and, uh, you know, uh, walk in, kind of peruse the, the shelves. And since I don't speak or read French. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, uh, it's the tourist. I will. Uh, he probably speaks some English. Yeah. All right. And I'll, I'll ask the, uh, the bookshop owner, uh, you know, just, you know, in very, uh, very plain manner, just looking for the, uh, I'm sorry, remind me the name Jouet of the Grand Folly. Folly. Jouet de Grand Folly. Um, okay. Jouet de Grand Folly, it's playing over there at the uh, the uh, Théâtre Gognac. <laughs> the Grand Guignol. Grand Guignol. He says, um, so you're with Jenny right now, or did Jenny mm-hmm, go yeah. to the... Okay, so, so he looks at the two of you and he says... Uh, monsieur, no, no, it is a new play. Uh, the book has not been has not been distributed yet. I do not think it will. It is a very uh. bad play. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone keeps telling me. Uh, but uh, all right, then, uh, you know, I'm looking for a play from about five years ago, maybe longer here in Paris. Uh, I saw it, I saw it oh. in uh, in America. It was called The King in Yellow. Oh. Let me think. The king in yellow. His name is is a little familiar. Uh, yes, yes. Let me think. Let me think. Oh yes, of course. How could I have forgotten? Yes, it was a. Uh, it was a, uh, a very short run at the Guignol. Uh, maybe one week. Um, no, it was uh, it was a disaster. Uh, they said it was uh, one of the most scandalous and disturbing the productions ever put on at the Grand Guignol. Can you believe? And that's that's saying something. That is indeed saying something, sir. Uh, no, we we had. We had a few copies of the book a long time ago, but 
I think they must all be gone by now, unless maybe there is one left somewhere in the top shelf or tucked away somewhere hidden. Uh, why don't you have a look in the old uh, remainders section? Okay, I'll do that. Uh, uh, one more thing, though. Uh, what are, um, the, the author, what was the author's name? I forget. Do you, do you remember? Uh, the author? Oh, yes, he's an American man. Uh, Robert uh, Chambers was his name. Chambers. Uh, does he live in Paris? Oh, he used to, used to. Uh, I think he is back in the uh, United States now, Monsieur Chambers. He had some uh, problems. Uh, he was in an institution for a, a little a little while. Uh, well, that's a, that's a real shame. Um, mm -hmm. But the uh, the director, I heard he lives in Paris. Do you, would you have any uh, contact with uh, with him? Oh, uh, you remind me the name. Uh, Nigel Jay. Ingram. That's it. Ingram, Ingram, another American. Yeah, you, you Americans, you, you like uh, my beautiful, my Montbel, my Montbel. Cité. I love Paris. But we are trying to find um, may Nigel. We, may we? Mm, let me think. Um, you know, I remember. I remember. He, uh, he had an apartment uh, around, uh, somewhere around uh, the gardens of Luxembourg in... Uh, South of the river. Gardens of Luxembourg. Well, maybe you find him there. Okay. Thank um, you, sir. Would you, uh, I, know, I know this would be a stroke of luck here, but would you happen to have his phone number? No, no. Uh, but uh, if you wish to buy something, if you wish this display, this uh, yellow Jean, le, le roi en, en Jean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by all means, uh, have a look. Uh, maybe you get lucky. <laughs> okay. Should so, I do a spot yeah, hidden or look. something? Uh, I think it's a luck. Well, I think it's a luck roll to be looking honest, in the so. remainder section. Okay. Well, the two of you are kind of make so describe how Mark somehow finds it when he's not really even looking that hard, and the other two are. <laughs> Uh, he's just kind of wandering around, you know, amongst the shelves, and uh, you know, he's just pulling out random books here and there, and he just happens to be, you know, perusing through one. Is this what you're looking for? That's it. <laughs> yeah, William, he's found, found it. it. Shopkeep, uh, I think we are ready to make a purchase. Wow, you yeah. are. Very, very fortunate to find this book. I did not think I had any left. And you look at it, and it's wholly unimpressive. It's this thin, almost kind of pa almost pamphlet-sized thing um, with a kind of tattered yellow cover and a and a pretty kind of scratchy drawing on the front of a. Although when you look at the drawing, William. It's a man wearing your robe. 
my robe. How dare he? <laughs> well, at least something that looks very much like your robe. <laughs> you can't help but feel. And an irrational wave of anger washes over <laughs> William. How dare he wear my robe? <laughs> that drawing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, the, and the shopkeeper says, um, um, says, uh, I, it is not worth very much to me. You, you may have it for two francs. I will pay the two francs. <laughs> Which I have no idea how much right. that was worth back then. It was probably worth quite a lot. But yeah. Who knows? Uh, Jenny, <laughs> Jenny, the, Jenny, they're going to think you're a tourist. You're, you're expected to haggle with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, so, um, uh, you know that you don't have in, in Paris. Yeah, maybe you can give William a yes. withering, a withering, withering stare. Uh, yep, my best dilettante stare. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the souk in in Marrakesh. <laughs> uh, okay, so you clutching this thin pamphlet. Oh dear! Now what's that? I hope they don't want me to open that door. They obviously don't. It's all right. It's just my, my daughter loves ringing the doorbell, regardless of whether they have keys or not. At least she's not channeling um, Azathoth today. So, <laughs> yes, that was the mad piping. The mad <laughs> piping. <laughs> okay, it, so... It's haunted um, me for two weeks. So you have... You've got a vague direction now. You know where the garden gardens of Luxembourg are, um, uh, which is a, a very famous... Uh, Gardens next to the Luxembourg Palace on the on the um, southern side of the Seine, um, and there are there's all these beautiful like apartment buildings all kind of arranged ar- in the streets around it. Um, okay, do you so want to just head sense. there and maybe ask yeah. around? What do you want to do? Yeah, as it's as it's early afternoon, it probably makes sense for us to take a cab down there, see if we could locate Nigel, and then head back and attend the bar a little uh, later. Yeah, that makes afternoon. sense. Uh, because pe- people aren't going to be getting to the theater until the, the early evening. Yep. Mm. The gardens. Okay, so you 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 head to the gardens of Luxembourg. Are you going to um, just go to the park? I mean, there's usually a lot of people kind of milling around there. It might be a good place to, to ask. Or um... Oh, yeah. Could, could Jenny possibly roll to maybe have a contact in that area of the city? She may call upon. Um... Yeah, sure. Make a luck roll, Jenny. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. You are. You I are, don't associate. Yeah. Not, not in the in south, in, in the north. Uh, only in the north. <laughs> so as the cab pulls up and you get out right next to the main gates of the park, um, you know this park reasonably well, Jenny. It's not your neighborhood, but um, you know it's 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 very famous for its... Um, monuments and statues and fountains all scattered around in the seemingly higgledy piggledy. Um, it's it certainly makes for a, a relaxing walk, um, uh, if if you wish. Um, but as you get out, you can't help but feel that you're being watched. Okay. I look around. Do I see anything obvious? Kind of surreptitiously, you know. So there's a large crowd just kind of moving through the main gates, coming in, going out. And every few seconds you catch a glimpse 
all three of you, catch a glimpse of a man standing, just standing stock still in front of a fountain with a pale white face and a dark jacket and dark hat. And he's just grinning at you. Is that the, me- is, is that the man from the church? Yes, it is. And he's just kind of standing there. And so as people pass by, he kind of disappears out of view and comes back into view. And it's this very disconcerting feeling. And it is daylight, so it's even weirder. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to up, uh, walk that way towards him. Okay, and as you walk towards him, he, as in the, the drawing, he, he lifts up his top hat, takes his top hat off, bows at you. And then a few people pass in between, and you're kind of like, well, they get in your view. And by the time they're out of the way, it's like he's just disappeared. He was standing in front of that fountain, he bowed, and then poof, he was gone. I walk up to the fountain, do I see any... Did he drop anything? Is there anything weird in the area where he was standing? Any marks? Um... You can make me a spot hidden. So you look down and you see what looks like a small wing feather from one of those beasts. (laughs) Black and... And and almost almost chitinous, not soft, like a blade. I'll kind of pick it up and show it to William and Mark. I know it will probably will disappear, but before it does, I'll try to show it to them. <laughs> Mark yeah, kind of re- Mark reaches back behind his you know into his back and just to check his gun to make sure it's there. Oh yeah, it's there. And it looks like loaded. somebody's. Looks like somebody's sending us a warning. I completely agree, William. We must proceed with even mm. more caution. Yeah, this time the feather doesn't disappear. No. It, this one seems to be staying. <laughs> Might look good in someone's lapel. <laughs> I will. Pu- <laughs> yeah, but what's it smell like? Um. It it got a faint ammonia whiff. It's not too bad. Maybe this one was plucked a long time ago. I'll hang you on know. to it. I'll put it. In. I'll oh, go it ahead. In yeah, my... I'll give it to you. I was going to say I'll, I'll stick it in my hat band. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, um. So maybe you spend the next hour or so asking around. And uh, Monsieur, Monsieur, uh, Rosbeef, yeah. Nigel Ingram, Rosbeef, <laughs> <laughs> <The> Rosbeef. <laughs> Lemuel, oh, the English English pig dog. <laughs> so eventually, um, eventually, you do find somehow after asking. I think a lot of people think you're just crazy foreigners, tourists. That makes sense. <laughs> and they just kind of brush you off, and and eventually you you do get you do find someone who's who's a local, and and uh, and he says. Oh, yes, I know Mr. Engram. Yes, yes, yes. Um, are you friends of his? 
Well, tell you the truth, I'm a big fan from America, <laughs> and I have his work here, and I would dearly love a signature. It's the reason I traveled all this way. He says, "Oh yes, he's quite the quite the producer, quite the director. Yes, yes, um, yes. I I'll write down his address for you. Do send him my regards." And um, and he writes down a little address on a scrap of paper. And it's probably it's probably like mid afternoon now, like maybe three thirty four. After you know, you spend a long time mm-hmm. asking around, asking from place to place, and um, and so you do have you do have the address finally of Nigel Ingram. Are you gonna head there? I yeah. oh, we gotta head there, right, gentlemen? Don't you think? Uh, we didn't come to Paris for nothing, Miss. Mm. So um, you're walking towards uh, the, the the street or the area where where this street is, and something very strange happens to you as you're walking along. Like one minute it's bright daylight, and then you take maybe two three steps forward, and suddenly you're maybe for a minute mark you think you've this blindness thing has come back, but then you realise. It's not that you're blind. It's literally in the blink of an eye. It's turned to night time. <laughs> and I think you're all going to have to make a quick little sanity roll okay. for this. <laughs> Mark stumbles and reaches out his hands real quick to steady himself. Oh, I failed. Ooh, Mark. Oh, Mark. Mark, Mark okay, so so it's not, not too bad. Will, William and, and Jenny, you both have to lose one okay. sanity. Because, I mean, maybe you just lost track of time or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but these but, Parisian streets are pretty windy. Indeed, but the minute that the, the the night fell, you hear those chords again. Those discordant chords echoing, echoing across the streets, echoing in your mind, and the the city stirs as cold shadows embrace the streets. You feel that there's danger all around you, danger that you cannot escape, danger that will follow you to the ends of the earth. When will this waking nightmare end? Keep, keep my eyes to the sky. Oh, Paul. Mm. Yeah, I'll do that as well. I will. I will kind of ready my gun, but I'm I'm, I'm very nervous. I'm holding onto William's arm. Have your shovel ready, darling. Yes, ma'am. And then, and then there he is again, the man in the hat. And he seems to be taunting you from the other side of the street. And he looks at you, and he and he smiles again. That big, that big, broad, toothy grin of his. And then he just starts walking off quickly. Yeah, I run after him. Okay, you're. You're running after him, and he always seems to be just out of reach, no matter how fast you run, how much effort and exertion you put in, and yet he seems to be just strolling along, and you can't reach him, and you you pursue your quarry through a narrow avenue, passing a set of heavy iron gates, and suddenly you're in a dead end, a court with tall old houses on either side. Did he disappear? He's 
kind of at the far end of the court. I know. Um. All right, I call out to him then. Uh, I, you know, I don't speak French, but I say, show yourself. He says, I already have. And you hear the gates behind you clang shut. And you kind of can't help but turn around and look at it. And then when you turn back towards the shadowy figure, somehow day begins to break again. Rays of light peek out over the skyline. And you lift your hand to block the gaze of the sun. And then as though dispersed by the sunlight, the figure you have been chasing folds into the shadows and vanishes. Wait, who are you? I I can't stop hearing your music, your... Your beautiful music. Oh. You see, you hear a soft kind of chuckle coming from a stairwell at the far end of the courtyard. But I'll walk down there. Yeah, we go that way. You, so you search the court for the, the mysterious man, but there's no sign of him. But you see next to the stairwell where he went up, there's a plaque next to a red-brown door atop a steep, narrow staircase. And it reads, N. Engram. We found it. And I think, and I think we will leave it there. Oh, no! <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you're killing me. Okay. shock the porter no and you go in and of course the porter is sitting there and he leans his his head out and he says oh god let me try and get this i mean the bad accent is not uh i mean it's not required so <laughs> yeah you don't have to andy oh madame <laughs> madame barnes oh i am so pleased you are back I can't, do it. I can't do a French accent. I used to be able to. <laughs> 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 <laughs>